The Film Guide with Chris and Sam, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome to this week's St Albans Film Guide with just me, Chris Aikman, this week. No Dr Rolf again. Sadly, they are away, but I am here to guide you through the films on free-to-air TV, uh, films that are coming out uh, on streaming soon, and also uh, my film Where To Next, where we explore the world of, well, world cinema. But first of all, we look at the films that are coming out at the cinemas this week, and starting off with Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things, a sci-fi black comedy uh, from the director of The Favourite and The Lobster, amongst others. This stars Emma Stone, and it's based on a 1992 novel by Alistair Gray. This has had very good critical feedback and has been nominated for many awards, so expect to see this. Uh, it, it won quite big at the Golden Globes just recently. Expect to see this um, feature heavily at the Academy Awards. Uh, it's also got Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, Rami Youssef, Chris Abbott and Jared Carmichael amongst others and I'm very much looking forward to that. That's out today. However, if that's not really your thing because it's a bit quirky, it's a bit weird, it's a bit dark, there's The Boys in the Boat which is a biographical sports film um, directed by George Clooney and it's uh, based, it's followed the University of Washington rowing team and their quest to compete in the 1936 Summer Olympics. So it is a true story, and it's um, it's how they represented the United States in the men's eights at the 36 Olympics, famously held in Berlin uh, in front of Adolf Hitler himself. So that's a rousing sports biopic for you there. And also, there's quite a range actually at the cinemas this week, so if you're not into the poor things, if you're not into the boys in the boat, then there's some good old-fashioned action thrills and spills by uh, directed by David Ayer and starring Jason Statham. It's The Beekeeper. Uh, he, Jason Statham plays Adam Clay, a former operative um, of an organisation called The Beekeepers. After his friend and neighbour dies, uh, unfortunately by suicide, after falling from a fishing scam, Jason Statham sets out to exact revenge against all those responsible, uh, including uh, Jeremy Irons and Josh Hutchison and a few other uh, recognisable actors in there. David Ayer shot, uh, you might know his work, from the likes of um, Suicide Squad, the first one, and Bright and Fury as well, the World War II tank movie starring Shia LaBeouf and Brad Pitt. Uh, so there's so we've got action thriller, we've got sci-fi dark comedy, we've got rousing sports biopic. How about, if none of those things interest you whatsoever, how about a musical teen comedy? And this is actually out on, uh, so it's not out today, the 12th of January. It's actually out on Wednesday, the 17th of January, but it's Mean Girls. Now, you might be thinking, Chris, don't be silly, Mean Girls came out absolutely years ago, and 2004 to be exact, so it's it's nearly 20 years old. Now, this, so the original Mean Girls spawned a musical on Broadway, which is a very big success as well. This film is based on the musical on Broadway, not the original one. However, Tina Fey and Tim Meadows, who play teachers in the films, actually reprise their roles from the original films. It stars Angori Rice, who you might have seen more recently in the Spider-Man films, Renee Rapp, and a bunch of others, and as well as Tina Fey and Tim Meadows, and a lot of more sort of recognisable, like Jenna Fisher, John Hamm, 
uh, recognisable uh, actors in the role of teachers. So remember, this is not the original 2004 one starring Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams. This is a musical based on the musical that was based on that one. Okay? It's actually it's a bit of controversy. Not controversy, that makes it a very strong word. That the, the advertising for this film has not really highlighted the fact that it is a musical. But you should probably go into it knowing that. So that's four pretty good and diverse films uh, appearing in the cinemas this week. So you've got plenty to choose from. Now, part two is where we look at what is new to streaming this week. And there are quite a few things, actually. So first of all, we're going to start with Netflix. Uh, on Netflix, there's a film called Lift which is a uh, heist comedy directed by F. Gary Gray and starring Kevin Hart, among others. Also, the uh, let's go through the among others. Gugu Mbatha-Raw, Vincent D'Onofrio, Billy Magnuson, Jacob Batalon, John Reno, whole host of people. And this is about a crew who are tasked with stealing um, millions of dollars of gold bullion from a plane in midair. So, sure. Uh, I'm sure Kevin Hart's going to be talking fast and being little. If that's not your thing, then on Amazon Prime Video, uh, we have Roleplay, which is a action comedy uh, starring uh, Kaylee Cuoco from uh, The Big Bang Theory, David Oyelowo, you might have seen in, in Salem, Connie Nielsen from uh, Gladiator, among others, and Bill Nye, who is in everything. He's great. Shaun of the Dead, Living, all manner of things. Uh, so this is classic story of well let's just read the blurb from mgm studios emma has a wonderful husband and two kids in the suburbs of new jersey she also has a secret life as an assassin for hire a secret the husband david discovers when they decide to spice up the marriage with a little role play so this is sort of a, a kind of a plot that has been done before of you know person with secret identity that their partner doesn't know about i first one that sort of pops into my head is is true lies for instance where Arnold Schwarzenegger is pretends to be sort of a boring middle manager, a, a sort of beige office work, you know, company, and he's actually the CIA. I don't know if it's the CIA, but he's a special agent of some kind, and his wife, played by Jamie Curtis, is none the wiser. So it's following in that great tradition. But Kaylee Cuoco and David Oyelowo are both uh, very charming actors, so I think this could probably be worth a watch. Also on streaming, new to streaming, uh, I just want a quick mention of, this is not actually a new film, it's just coming out, unlike the previous two, which this is their premieres, uh, but Killers of the Flower Moon is now streaming on Apple TV+, Plus. so Martin Scorsese's big epic story of the Osage Native Americans and the crimes that were committed against them, all in the name of wealth and money. Um, again, expect to feature heavily at the... Oscars later this year, uh, recently um, won several awards at the Golden Globes, including Best Actress, uh, but that is now streaming on Apple TV+, Plus, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, and I can't wait to see it personally. Now part three is where we see what's happening in the world of world cinema with Where To Next, and a most uh, the most recent film I've seen, not in the English language, that I want to heartily recommend is Godzilla Minus One. This was actually, it came out 
the end of last year, and in fact was the last film I saw in 2023, I saw it on New Year's Eve at the cinema, and it was well worth seeing at the cinema. It's the latest in a long line of Godzilla films. This is in Japanese, and it's directed by Takashi Yamazaki, and it's the 37th film in the Godzilla franchise, and more recently Godzilla films have been released, and they've been American versions of Godzilla films like Godzilla King of the Monsters and uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. And in fact, there is another uh, Godzilla vs. Kong coming up uh, later this year. But n- none of those have really... They've sort of been decent spectacle, but they've not really grabbed me particularly. Godzilla vs. Kong, I enjoyed the bits which were the two giant creatures fighting one another. But actually, this... Um, but when it came to the actual characters, the human characters, I could take it or leave it. None of them were particularly interesting. This really is the opposite. Well, it's not the opposite of that. It's it's very different to that because Godzilla Minus One really creates an interesting cast of characters. Um, it's set just... It starts just at the end of World War Two when Japan is on its knees... Defeat is staring in the face, and then and the main character is actually a fa- failed kamikaze pilot. He's meant to have died with supposed honour, uh, and he actually is too cowardly to go through with the, the kamikaze act that he was, he was trained to do, and then lives with basically the guilt of that. But also, Godzilla is attacking... And it's you've got these interesting cast of characters who are sort of found family. The you know going back to Tokyo, the end of the war, which has been massively devastated by Allied bombings, and people have lost family members, and and several characters sort of come together. They've all lost people. They become this sort of found family. Uh, all the while in the background, Godzilla is uh, wreaking havoc. And actually, the, the 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 film is called Godzilla Minus One because. At the end, supposedly, the thinking is that the the end of World War Two, Japan was at zero. It was at rock bottom, and then Godzilla comes along and pushes it into minus figures. So it's Godzilla minus one, and it's an incredibly impressive film. It costs less than fifteen million dollars to make, which is crazy considering how good it looks. And it's just well made. It's exciting. It's tense. The music is great. It looks wonderful. Godzilla, it, the, the Godzilla attacks are just awe-inspiring. And Godzilla as well, is as a monster, as a character, he's not like this sort of anti-hero like he is in sort of the American ones. I think in, in some of the more recent Japanese ones, he, he is just a force of malevolent violence. And it's just it's quite interesting they haven't tried to layer on anything. He's just a massive lizard who wants to destroy things. And... Some of the scenes, especially the scenes featuring the the creature's heat ray, which causes one of its massive destructive weapons, are just absolutely spectacular. I can't wait to see this again. And I very much recommend it. If you can see it at the cinema, it is still showing in some cinemas, um, but I would recommend seeing it as soon as possible. And finally, part four is my pick of films on free-to-air TV. There's only a few this week that I deemed worthy of inclusion. And the first one is tomorrow, Saturday, the 13th of January, on Channel 4 at 10.05pm. 
we've got Jackass Forever. Now, this is the most recent Jackass film, and I know, you know Jackass, is some people can take it or leave it, and what it essentially is is grown men and occasionally a woman hurting themselves for laughs, and it really is, a lot of it is very stupid, but it's undeniably funny. There are some very good pranks there. We, we saw this at the cinema um, when it came out initially, and I was surprised at the sort of um, range of ages uh, in the cinema with us, enjoying this and laughing along with it. So if you like seeing grown men get hurt in stupid, really stupid ways, then this is the thing for you. It's very funny. Channel 4, 10.05pm on Saturday the 13th of January. On Sunday the 14th of January on Film 4, at 11.25, is Robert Rodriguez's Desperado, starring Antonio Banderas as... Uh, El Mariachi, uh, a gunman with a guitar case full of weapons, out for revenge. It also stars Salma Hayek, and as a young, probably too young for the amount of violence in this film, but as a young film fan, this was one of my favourites. The action is great, uh, the music is great as well, and despite a, I think it's a pretty crap cameo from... Quentin Tarantino, who tells one of the worst jokes in cinema history, uh, it's really got a lot going for it, and it's very stylish, and Antonio Banderas' is effortlessly cool. And then on Monday, the 15th of January, my final pick of films on free-to-air TV, on Film 4 at 6.25pm, so just in time, when, once you've got home from work, you can settle down for A Knight's Tale, which stars the late, great Heath Ledger as a poor peasant man trying to pass himself off as a knight in a jousting competition um, and it's got a, a whole host of great characters um, including Geoffrey Chaucer played by Paul Bettany and you've got great character actors like Mark Addy and uh, Alan Tudyk as well as uh, Rufus Sewell and Shannon Sossaman and it's just a, a great funny film uh, well worth a watch like I say Get in from uh, from work, 6.25pm, and settle down for A Knight's Tale on Film 4 on Monday, the 15th of January. Uh, that's it from me. Thank you very much for listening, and we uh, hope to see you soon. Bye. <laughs>